0: Hold him, coming not only in his own glory, but the glory of all of the holy angels with him, of which the Bible says there are 10,000 times 10,000 and thousands of thousands, not only in the glory of all the holy angels with him, but also in his Father's glory. What a day that will be when we as God's people stand and behold that sight. It's not a sight that could ever be duplicated or ever will be duplicated. The entertainment industry could come up with nothing as spectacular as that event. To see Christ and all of the holy angels come in their glory. Today, the world works upon the principle of conformity. everyone should conform to what everyone else wants or thinks. And if you don't conform to what everyone else wants or thinks, you're labeled as strange. You may be labeled as weird. You may even be designated as one with a mental illness because you do not conform to the thinking of what the world thinks. Jesus would have us not conform to the ideas and principles of the world. In fact, the Bible tells us, do not be conformed to this world. But rather be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. Jesus has placed out his call not to be conformed to the world and to the principles and concepts upon which the world acts, but rather be conformed to himself and to the principles of the word of God. I, as a Christian, must not be concerned with what someone thinks of me. I must be concerned with what God thinks of me. I must be motivated and always have in the forefront of my mind the concept, what does God think of me? And if God would have me not be conformed to this world, then I, as a Christian, must be content with that. In fact, as God works in my life, I will not only be content with that, I will be happy and joyful with it. In fact, I will praise Him that I'm different, that my principles are different, that my actions are different that my thoughts are different. I will praise God that He's made me into what He wants me to be. Not conformed to this world, but conformed to Himself. We, I believe, sometimes think that we must conform to the world in order to be happy. But I will tell you this morning from the word of a God who is alive, living and well, and acting and working, I will tell you this morning that our happiness lies in being conformed to Jesus Christ. Our happiness, our joy, our peace, our sense of understanding, all are found in the person Of Christ. Please turn in your Bibles to First Peter two, verses nine and ten. First Peter two, verses nine and ten. Bible reads, you are a chosen generation. You are what? You're chosen. Does that make you different? It makes you different. You're chosen generation. You are a royal priesthood. Does that make you different? You are a holy nation. Does that make you different? You are his own special, peculiar people. Does that make you different? That you may proclaim the praises of him who called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. That you may do what? Proclaim what? The praises of Him who called you out of darkness into His marvelous light. It would seem to me that many times we don't want to proclaim the praises of Him who called us out of darkness into His marvelous light. we must ask ourselves why. In fact, those who do proclaim the praises of him who called them out of darkness into his marvelous light are often are not happy about the fact. Sure, they proclaim the praises of him who did call them out of darkness into that light. But are they happy that they're doing it? Are they content with the fact? In order to properly proclaim the praises of him... ...who called us by glory and virtue... ...we must be conformed to his image. We must be different... We must be a chosen generation. We must be a royal priesthood, a holy nation, his own special, peculiar people, in order to properly promote the gospel as he intends. Who is it that makes us different? Who is it that makes us different? Is it not God Himself? I want to live within the will of God. How about you? I must not be concerned with what people think of me. I must be concerned with what God thinks of me. And if God, in molding me, in remaking me, in transforming me, wants me to be different, then I must be content with that fact. And I must move forward in faith, proclaiming the praises of him who called me out of darkness into this not only light, but marvelous light. In Titus chapter 2, verses 11 to 14. Bible says this, the grace of God that brings salvation has appeared to how many? All men, women, children, teaching us that denying ungodliness and worldly lusts, we should live soberly, righteously, and godly, when? In this present age, looking for the blessed hope. I tell you, are God's people called to be different? They're not looking to accumulate the things in this world. They're looking for the blessed hope to take them out of this world. The more we accumulate in the world, the less we look for the blessed hope to take us out of the world. I'm looking for a God who's coming to take me out of the world. And in that sense, I'm different. I am not going to build up my kingdom here in this world. Whatever blessing God has granted me in terms of monetary wealth or property, I'm going to use and designate for his honor and glory. Because my kingdom's not of this world, I'm looking for the blessed hope. And the glorious appearing of our great God and Savior, Jesus Christ who gave himself for us, that he might redeem us from every lawless deed and purify for who? For himself. Purify for who? For himself. His own special people zealous for good works. God is purifying for himself. We're not purifying ourselves for Him. He's purifying us for His use. And if God is purifying for Himself, His own special people, I will tell you that they will be a different people. They will not be living for this world. They will not be conforming their thoughts and concepts according to the things of this world. They will not be accumulating wealth that will one day be destroyed when He comes, but they will be acting, thinking, and bringing everything into harmony with His will. Allowing Him to purify their minds, their hearts, bringing their lives into conformity to His will, and looking for that blessed hope that day when He comes again. A peculiar people. God's people through time have had a problem with being peculiar. In fact, the more they observed everything going on around them, the more they wanted to be like everyone else. Sometimes I wonder, when I look into my own life, am I doing exactly that? God's people through time have had a problem with being different, with being peculiar. Looking to the nations around them, they've not wanted to be conformed to God's will and purpose, but they've wanted to transcend it and conform themselves to what was going on around them. Do you remember the time when God's people were calling out for a king? At that point in their history, who was their king? Who was their king? God. Who was their leader? Who took them through the wilderness? God. And yet, as they viewed the nations around them, the Bible tells us that they had a desire to have a king. Stories found in First Samuel chapter eight. 1 Samuel chapter 8 we will read verses 1 to 9 It says it came to pass when Samuel was old that he made his sons judges over Israel the name of his firstborn was Joel the name of his second Abijah there were judges in Beersheba but his sons did not walk in his ways they turned aside after dishonest gain took bribes perverted justice Then all the elders of Israel gathered together, came to Samuel at Ram and said to him, Look, you are old. Your sons do not walk in your ways. Now make for us a king to judge us like other nations. Now why did that request come forward? Because those whom God had appointed to judge Israel, the sons of Samuel, were what? They were perverting justice. They were not doing according to the will of God, but they were doing according to their own will and the will and actions of the nations around them. So God's people come to Samuel and they ask for a king to judge us like the nations. Well, what if the judges had been acting according to the will of God? Do you think God's people would have made that request? Possibility surely exists that they would not. But when things aren't right in the church, we should not look outside to remedy the problem. We should look inside and ask God to fix whatever is wrong. But here the people were looking around them. They asked for a king. The Bible says the thing displeased Samuel when they said, Give us a king to judges and... To Judges and Samuel prayed to the Lord, and this is what the Lord said. Heed the voice of the people in all that they say to you, for they have not rejected you, but they have rejected me, that I should not reign over them. According to all the works which they have done since the day that I brought them out of Egypt, even to this day with which they have forsaken me, served other gods, so are they doing to you also. Now therefore heed their voice. However, you shall solemnly forewarn them. Show them the behavior of the king who will reign over them. Then down in verse 19 and 20, it says, Nevertheless, the people refused to obey the voice of Samuel. They said, No, but we will have a king over us, that we also may be like all the nations, and that our king may judge us and go out before us and fight our battle. We are not called to be like the nations. We are God's own peculiar special people. We are a royal priesthood, a holy nation. We are a chosen generation. We are God's own special people, zealous for good works. We are looking for the coming of our God in the clouds of heaven. And if There is a problem that exists within God's church. We are not called to bring in a remedy from all the nations around us. We are called to go back to the word of God. We are called to pray and ask for the Holy Spirit to bring about the remedy for whatever the problem may be. We are called to have God as our eternal king. The one who guides us. The one who influences us the one who shows us the way in which we must walk. Now Jesus, just before departing from this world, was speaking to his disciples in Matthew chapter 20, verses 20 and following. We read of a important lesson that Jesus wanted to teach his disciples. And this lesson which he wanted to teach them came about... As a result of something that just had happened. The mother of Zebedee's sons, these two sons were who? James and John. They came to she came to Jesus with her sons. She knelt down and she asked a certain thing of Jesus. In Matthew 20, 21, Jesus says to her, what do you wish? She said to him, grant that these two sons of mine may sit, one on your right hand and the other on your left, in your kingdom. Jesus answered and said, you do not know what you ask. Are you able to drink the cup that I am about to drink and be baptized with the baptism that I am baptized with? James and John, what do they say? were able. He said to them, You will indeed drink my cup and be baptized with the baptism that I am baptized with, but to sit on my right hand and on my left is not mine to give, but it is for those for whom it is prepared by my Father. Well, the ten have been there listening. And the ten disciples rise up with indignation against James and John because of the request made by the mother that they sit where? One on the right and one on the left. Jesus, sensing the indignation of the ten, calls them to himself, and this is what he says. You know that the rulers of the Gentiles lorded over them And those who are great exercise authority over them. Yet it shall not be so where? Among you. Whoever desires to become great among you, let him be your servant. Whoever desires to be first among you, let him be your slave. Why? Because the Son of Man did not come to be served, but serve, and to give his life a ransom for many. What was Jesus saying to his disciples? He's saying the world thinks and acts upon a certain principle. Everyone's striving to be what? First on top and exercise authority over everyone else. And he says, yet it shall not be so among you. We are not to be conformed to the ideas and principles and actions upon which the world works. Rather, we are to be conformed to the word of a loving God who has our best interests at heart. We are not here to be served but we are here to serve. We are not here to think and work upon the principles of the world, but we are here to think and work upon the principles of the Word of God. 1 John 2, verses 15 to 17. We are told, do not love what? The world. Do not love the world or the things in the world. Why? If you love the world, you cannot love who? God. The Bible makes it plain and clear. You cannot serve two masters. If you love one, you despise the other. Do not love the world, and not only the world, but the things that are in the world. If anyone loves the world, the love of the Father is not in him. All that is in the world, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, the pride of life, is not of the Father, but is of the world. And the world is what? My friends, the world is passing away. The lust of the world is passing away. But he who does the will of God will abide forever. You and I are a special people. Did you know that? God loves us so much... He sent His Son to redeem us and to transform us and make us into something that is different. A peculiar people living in a generation that despises the Word of God. As we move closer to the coming of Christ, the distinction will become more apparent those who love the world and those who love the Lord and I as one who has given my life to Jesus Christ believe with no doubt in my mind that God has called us as his people to be his children to think and act and look differently than everything that is in the world around us. Now I believe that we shouldn't have a problem with it. Because I'm not purifying myself. God is the one working in my life to purify me. And if God is the one working in my life to purify me and to make me into His own peculiar, special person. Then do you know what? I won't have any problem with it. I won't complain. I won't murmur. I won't be unhappy. In fact, I'll be exactly the opposite. I'll be glad I'm different. I'll praise the Lord. I'm not like everyone else. I'll be bold in my proclamation of him because I know upon the foundation on which I stand. I won't be concerned with what anyone thinks or what they might do to me because I believe in Jesus Christ. My will will be completely submitted within the will of God. And I'll be joyful. I'll be happy. I'll proclaim the praises of a God who has called me out of this world and into his love. May God bless us all with the understanding that we are his own special treasure, his own special people, a people whom he wishes to work in and through to proclaim his love to a lost world.